Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 161, Standing Strong on the Edge of Chaos. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be with you, especially around this time. And so what do I want to speak about today? I'm talking about the edge of chaos. It's something that some of you may have heard me speak about before. And what does it mean? It means that place, that very creative, mystical place between structure and chaos. In quantum physics terms, it's between the implicate and the explicate order. The implicate being that which as yet has not taken form, that which is still in the unlimited potential realms. The explicate, that which has taken form, around which we build beliefs and structure and security. And one of the exercises I like to do when I was teaching this particular workshop was to help you imagine what it would feel like to be on the edge of chaos. It's that doorway between one world and another world. And it felt so relevant since we are so close to what we may know as Halloween or Sawen. Sawen is literally a doorway between the summer and the winter. So when is the beginning of the new year, of the Celtic festival, just as Diwali is at this same time for the Hindu traditions. It's like a new year that we might say is on the 31st of December. But these times where something changes is as if at the solstice, those suns change, the, the sun moves from maybe darkening into lightning or lightning into darkening. These moments are the edge of chaos, those moments where time stands still, where there is no thing. Anything can happen and no thing can happen. And this is the edge of chaos. And it is one of the most powerful and creative times. I want just to take you on a mini meditation Of course, if you're driving, don't close your eyes on this. But just so you get a sense of what I'm talking about. So if you can close your eyes, that's great. You don't have to. Maybe you do the meditation later. And as always, I ask you just to take a short breath in, long out breath. Coming into your body, trusting the body knows much more than our heads know. Breathing out the thoughts coming into the body. And then take your awareness to your heart chakra, center of your chest. And just see yourself through your heart, standing on a bridge. And underneath the bridge is water. It's a bridge across a river. You can hear the river. You can hear the water, maybe even feel it. There may be a spray coming up. 
Now, I want you to look upstream. And upstream, the water appears very calm, as almost as if it's not moving. And then underneath your bridge are stones, rocks. And that full force of water that's coming from upstream hits those rocks. And it starts to make the water bubble. You see the whiteness of the water now. And now you look downstream and the water is bubbling, white waters. Okay, so now I want you to look upstream at the stillness, the slowness of that water, and ask yourself, how does that feel? What would be three adjectives you would use to describe that feeling? That I'm going to describe as structure, order. What words come to your feeling body? And then just to turn and look downstream where the water is bubbling. That's what I'm going to call more chaotic energy. How does that make you feel? Again, what are the first three feelings that you would write down? And now, I ask you to bring yourself really back to the room where you are. Of course, if you've not closed your eyes, that's good. If you were driving, but otherwise to open your eyes. And at some point, at the end of this podcast, you might want to write down those words that you picked. And you may wish to expand them by writing the word in the center of a page, structure, and write all the feelings you have about structure. And then on another page, write down the word chaos and write down every feeling you have about chaos. And the bridge symbolizes this doorway, this time standing still that is so significant with this time of Samhain, between summer and winter. And it was a time where, in the Celtic tradition, fires would be put out on the eve of Samhain. It's like the old fire, the sun was being said, yes, this is the end of our harvest. This is the end of summer. This is the end of the sun. And then new fires would be lit on the following day. And then you would all take some fire from that large fire and light your your home fires and your cookers. And that would be safe because it had been taken from away from the gap. Because that moment, that gap, that edge of chaos, anything could happen. So we put out the old fires and we light the new fires on the following day from a healthy fire. But I think you would appreciate that that also became a little bit Christianized as a tradition 
because it was saying that in that edge of chaos, in that moment of nothingness, is a dangerous place to live. That's the time when the ghouls and ghosts and the other entities can rise up from the dead, rise up from the other worlds, rise up from the underworld. We have to be very careful. And hence, we discovered this meaning of trick and treat. This is where it came from. The Irish literally brought this to every part of the world. So you wanted to make sure that you appeased the ghosts that were coming up from the underworld. You weren't going to be taken down into the underworld. And this was really the reason why the trick or the treat, where you, if you give them a treat, they won't cause them themselves to become malevolent. They won't play tricks on you. There's a great fear that if we don't appease these ghosts, if we don't appease the ancestors who are rising from the dead, then they're going to bring bad luck to us. And hence we have All Souls Day, or these ideas, or Saints Day, where we are giving food to the ancestors just in case. And we hope our ancestors will rise up and come and join us on these days and then go home again. That's, many traditions have this idea of providing food at this time for the loved ones. What did they so enjoy eating? Let's make their favorite food. Of course, you end up eating it. <laughs> and I know that in many traditions on the second day or maybe the second of November, you would all go to the cemeteries and appease all the ghosts in the cemeteries. So what does this say about us at this time? Now, we go back to the meditation. You may have written down when you were thinking of that word structure, when you were watching that very still water, you might have felt safety, secure, orderly. That might be some of the words. Other words may have been boring, restrictive, no freedom. Does that make sense? You might have thought all of those words. There are times where order is really important and there's times where it can be restrictive, confining. And then you look down at the chaos and you say, wow, that's so exciting. Look how it's bubbling. It's bringing new ideas. I love that. And then there's other times where it almost causes insanity. You can't see which way is up. Freedom, excitement and also disorder and an inability to stay grounded. So we would all accept that there's a balance for both. Sometimes we have to organize our chaos and sometimes we need to make sure our chaos is disorganized. We have to break down that which is so organized in us. And really the more structured part of us tends to be our belief systems. So however our belief systems may appear chaotic, that sounds a strange <laughs> oxymoron there that, to say that something like that. But sometimes if I look at someone's or my own beliefs, they're totally irrational. They appear irrational and yet they're rationally irrational. They make sense to me even if they are, if I look at them from afar, completely crazy. Yes? <laughs>
So what beliefs are actually helping me to live on the edge of chaos? It's not about breaking down all the beliefs and no longer having new structure, but nor is it to live in a fantasy world that I can't actually manifest. And we could say there's another part of it. We may have in our chaotic, uh, the downstream energy, maybe, oh, I've got lots of ideas. I have lots of dreams. I, I love meditating. I have lots of fantasies, but nothing's actually becoming manifest. Lots of ideas but nothing's created a structure. On the other hand, I may be so structured, I don't have space for new ideas. So what we know about quantum physics and this edge of chaos, and the same as this time standing still over the time of Sowen, we're seeing that that's where we are now. And it's interesting that if I look at the astrology for October 31st, we have Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn's structure, Aquarius, somewhat an organized structure. And it's squaring the sun in Scorpio, which is all about chaos. So it's very interesting that this year we have this really strong square between the more chaotic Scorpionic energies and the more structured Saturnal and Aquarian energies. And I think that's what we're feeling. And when I was feeling, I've been looking at immunity because, of course, that is my way in which I can look at the world. Where is our immunity, our sense of our, our, our me versus you, but also me and you? So it's where do I know who I am and where do I know who you are and where we have a healthy relationship between the two? That to me is, again, part of this time standing still. It's a healthy relationship between summer and winter. It's not one is good, one's bad. It's about actually being able to work and be in both, both structure and chaos at the same time. So when I looked at this, this sense of immunity is very much forefront at this moment. And what do we, if I had a castle, I'm going to go back to my English castles. If I had a castle, it would be, not creating a place which was so defended that I wouldn't let anybody in, but also creating a space that whoever I did let in was going to nurture and help me grow as a spirit, as a soul. So that castle door is another part. And I'm sorry to use my metaphors, but it's almost like that's that moat where there's a drawbridge that goes across the moat before you get to the castle door. That's that space that edge of chaos you're neither in the old world nor are you in the castle and i feel that's where we are i hope you're following my metaphors here so here you are someone is saying let me into your castle let me let let me into your body let me into your heart and clearly we want to use our wisdom and our experience and our intuition to know do i want this person in now, some of you may have been so hurt in the past, you, you've got soldiers already shooting them before they've even come up to the drawbridge. And others, unfortunately, are being coerced to allow people in who really don't deserve to be with you. And one of the ways, as we know, that there have been, that has been used to bring soldiers into a protected place has been the Trojan horse. And I think this is so significant at this time. 
I try to stay away from a decision of whether someone should take the jab or not or whatever's happening. It's not my choice. But I want us to understand our vulnerability to the Trojan horse. Again, not one way or other in terms of the vaccine. However, I know, having been in medicine or been around drug production, we're always looking for how do I get beyond the person's own defenses so that this can be taken to the place I want it to be. And I think there is a Trojan horse happening here where certain promises are being made. Remember, trick or treat. If you do this, then I'll give you the treats. And the treats might be, I'll give you, you'll be able to travel. You'll be able to be safe. You're going to visit your family. You'll be able to do all of these things. You'll be okay. So that's the sort of treating that's going on, playing on our, okay, I really want all those things and I'm not going to look at the consequences. And then there's a tricking going on. The tricking going on to me is the Trojan horse. The don't look at this part and if you do, we're going to see you as someone who doesn't trust other people or maybe even subverses. And yet my concern is that without the proper information, we're not able to see what are we allowing into our bodies in, through our natural immunity, where are we willing to, to kill our own soldiers basically so that we can get the treats? Where are we willing to destroy something that's important to us so we can all just move on? And when I see the degree of inflammation, degree of autoimmune illness, the degree of cancers that are arising at this time, I am concerned that our natural immunity, our natural protection is being made vulnerable. And I just want, if you don't know the letters I-T-I-S, which is itis, wherever you hear an itis, you know that this is an abnormal reaction, immune reaction to something, so arthritis myocarditis, pericarditis, sinusitis. You're saying the body is reacting. Now, that doesn't have to be bad. But if that itis doesn't settle, it's going to cause chronic illness. At the same time, we're seeing an increase in people having shingles. Now, what's shingles? Shingles is where the chickenpox virus the herpes zoster virus naturally lives within our nucleus. I shouldn't say it naturally lives, but it can live in harmony with us. But there, when something happens and that virus no longer is dormant, but is evoked to act, we get the condition called shingles. And we're seeing a rise in shingles. And so what is already in us and has been dormant and has been in some ways integrated into our beingness is now being awoken like a ghost of Sarwen of Halloween. It's like the giants in us or the demons in us are awakening. I, I'm being very dramatic there. But what I'm saying is those things that have lived inside us in harmony are now being awakened. 
Now, that might not be a bad thing if I want to say, okay, it's time to look at those things inside us emotionally and physically. But sometimes we have no ability to deal with enemies that have already come into our castle, who have lived in harmony with us in our castle. Our own immune defenses may not recognize it as the enemy until too late. And so we're also seeing a number, and you must see this, a number of people who have either had past cancers or potentiality uh, towards cancers suddenly developing stage four cancers or really vivid and, and uh, aggressive cancers. This is all because there is that tendency within us, but we may not have recognized it. Or on some level, we had harmonized ourselves with it. But because the Trojan horse has brought in things that we weren't recognizing, something is happening now. So why did I ask you to look at the structure and chaos? I asked you to look at them because we are all living in this place now where there is a need for defenses, a need for protection of ourselves, a need to stand up strong for who we are. And there's a need to not lose ourselves in the more chaotic, chaotic world. But we also need to understand that when we're in this particular doorway, this particular, on this drawbridge, uh, between time, we are our most powerful. And instead of being scared of that, because it doesn't fit into our normal world, please, See it as the one of the most powerful times that we can have in the year. And actually embrace the energy and say, I can handle both structure and chaos. They are my friends. But more importantly, I am using this energy as a means of actually empowering myself. In the past, the ways in which we've empowered ourselves is to dress up as ghosts and ghouls and witches. And the reason that people do this is so that they are saying, you won't notice me because you're looking for a normal human being. But if I look like you, then I won't be taken into the underworld. That's the reason we do that. And what I'm saying is there are far too many people out there or statements being made that mirror our thoughts and we're literally being sent into a state where we believe that we're safe and we're really not. So watch those who wish to mirror us and speak our language because all they're doing is acting like those ghouls and ghosts on Halloween so that we will not notice how strong and powerful we truly are. I wish you a very good Sawen, Halloween, Diwali, and to stand strong, to use this time to say, I am more than I've ever believed I was. I embrace the mystery. I embrace the unknown. And I bring myself into that place where the otherworldliness of who I am is perfectly normal in this world. Until next time.
Bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.